Welcome to episode 34 of The End of the Bench. Tonight's pod, we're talking about the Islanders advance to the next round. Lightning gets swept. Tim Anderson does the bat flip of the year. Awesome pimp job. Russell Wilson with the weirdest video, probably of all time. Just super awkward. NFL schedule is out. We'll go into detail on what games to look out for for the Jets and Giants. Drake is back in the news again on our podcast. That's two times in a row. Two in a row for Drake. But first, let's talk about yesterday's games in the NBA playoffs. We're going to go in detail with the games that are played. There's games going on right now. As of right now, Sixers are whooping on the Nets 84-71 to with five minutes left in the third quarter. Why don't we just go straight into the Nets, the Nets series? All right, I'm with it. Okay, so where is it on our on our list here? Do I have it written down? The very bottom. Very very bottom. It's Philly Brooklyn. All right. First off, if you haven't been on social media today, or I guess yesterday, if you're listening to this, someone made a Ben Simmons is missing poster. Freaking hilarious, man! Absolutely great. The series is tied at one one. There's so much drama going on. The poster, which is a brilliant move, whoever did that. And did you see where it said, I gave all like the perfect bio, right? Yeah, his birth date, age, uh, height, weight. All that, yeah. And it said that uh, reward, it was like $26 million. It was like the his exact contract. salary for, the, for this year. Yeah. And it said, please contact Kendall <laughs> Jenner. So great. So funny. But one of the things that happened last night, the, the previous game, was... Game two? Game two. Yeah, game two. Joel Embiid's going to the paint, hard into the paint, per usual. Oh, yeah. Throws a quick elbow, trying to do like a like a, like a turnaround jumper, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We'll try to bank it off the backboard. Throws a nice nice shiner elbow to your boy, Jared, Jared Allen, Allen right, right, in the, oh. right in the dome. Yeah, he caught that. He caught it. And uh, the boys did not take that too, light, too, too nice. They didn't like that whatsoever. Not so there was a a basically like a half ass apology. They're laughing. Simmons and Bede were laughing about it. The guys didn't take it too lightly. Uh, lightly. Karis Levert was pissed. Levert went on to say, "We didn't really like that. We thought this was uh, kind of disrespectful, especially after the elbow through of the elbow to uh, Allen's head." Levert said that after Nets practice Wednesday. It is what it is. There's no love lost. It's a playoff series. We expect that. And Beats Abel, you know, was was pretty harsh. Yeah, it was ruled flagrant foul. Yeah, absolutely. So a beat went on to apologize for the elbow during his post game news conference and said it wasn't intentional. As Embiid replied in the apology, him and Simmons started laughing like little fucking school schoolgirls laughing. Yeah, like it was really, really like like a dick move. Um, I'm not usually humble. That's why I'm why he's laughing. And Bede said during his news conference, but yeah, I was trying to be aggressive. I get it. Now, like, I don't know. You you can talk to old school guys. Definitely, they're saying this like the, these guys like the Levert and the whole Nets are being a little soft about it. Yeah, maybe. Now you said to me today, right before our podcast started, he went and actually apologized for real. Yeah, right. I think like probably like an hour or two before the game started, he gave an apology. And it's still, I mean, I don't know if it's just Joel Embiid and how he comes off his persona, how he talks, but it still seemed kind of like a half-assed apology, but he wasn't laughing this time. Unfortunately, that man is out 
he is not even playing in game three. And they're still they're still winning. There's still a ton of time left. There's four minutes left in the third. Hey, fifteen points. Hey, Clippers came back thirty one points down. Exactly. Exactly. Thirty one points down. Now let's just go from the top here. Jazz versus the Rockets. I thought the series would be so much better. Me too. I will get into it. After we run down this whole thing, I think the playoffs are trash right now, but we'll get into that towards the end of this NBA talk. Game two, Rockets won 118-98. Harden had a triple-double. You know what? Saw that, basically saw that one coming. Mitchell had a terrible night. Two games in a row, bro. He can't find it. Can't find it. 11 points, 5 of 19 shooting from the field, and 1 of 8 from 3. Mitchell went on to say, we didn't show up. Mitchell said, simply put, and that can't happen. No shit, man. <laughs> you guys had a great season. You're now down 0-2. It's not looking too hot for you. Uh-uh. All the Rockets started played played around 30 or so minutes. Wow. That's a, I mean, I, I watched this game, and it, it wasn't the game. Right. Uh, Harden crossed up Rubio. Did you see that? <laughs> Holy. He did the little, this little sh- and then, uh, and shimmy. He did a shimmy, and he missed it. Yeah. He bricked a shot, but still great. Game three is Saturday night in Utah. What do you, what do you want to see from this Utah team going into the next game? I, I mean, think Mitchell needs to be he, Mitchell needs to score forty points in Game Three for them to win. Definitely forty, but even like during the season where he was averaging you know like twenty twenty five, he's got to give him at least that, and then you know other guys got to step up. What's well, it was weird? Mitchell had a really weird season this year. He was really off to start the season. Yeah, he after, was, after a insane rookie season, absolutely. Which a lot of people thought he should have won the rookie of the year, but you know the whole controversy with him and Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He had a real rough start. I think it took him about fifteen or twenty games in to start clicking. Definitely and to get back in that the Jazz were actually not that great in the beginning of the year. Yep, they took the whole team took slow. We're, yeah, we're, we're definitely. Taking a, a while to heat up, but I think this series is. I think kaput. I really think so. I'm, the Jazz might scratch out a one W maybe tomorrow in Utah. Yeah, they might get a home win, but I, I don't think there's any way they take this series. I don't think so either. This next series is actually... Oh, my God. This was done before it even started. Yeah. The Pistons and the Bucks. I'm a huge Blake Griffin fan. Oklahoma, you know, my, that's my guy. They get spanked again. Well, once Griffin was announced, he's out for the series. Oh, it's done. Yeah, oh, it's over. Bucks won 120-99. to 99. Giannis, 26-12-4. Middleton, 24 points. Bledsoe, 27 points. This series is beyond a shit show. You know what the line was for last night's game? What was it? 15. The Bucks were giving 15. Holy, and they cover. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah so. This, this series is done. Uh, yeah, I absolute mean, all, mess. All, all the Pistons have is, what is it, Jackson, barely. Reggie barely Jackson, Reggie Jackson. And Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's a double-double yeah. double guy. But that's all you got. Pretty much, yeah. Against this, three guys scored in double figures last last the night. Two all stars and mini LeBron right there. You can't. You're this, not series, this, that. this series is done. Well, I mean, we knew this was done from the get go. Yeah, for sure. All this right. Next series here: Pacers, Celtics. Also, Pacers are down. Also, o two. Yep. Next game. Uh, I actually don't. I don't know where the next game is going to be. I think it's going to be in, in Indy. In Indy. I think it's Saturday, too. Celtics won 99-91. Total bounce back from game one. I mean, they did, they, they did win in game one, but like we said last time, it was it was a poor shooting night for just about everyone yeah. on both sides. 
Super low game was 84-78. Yeah, I think Celtics shot like 36% or something like that. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, 37 points. Great, great That's game. That's Kyrie, yeah. That's Kyrie. That's playoff Kyrie you want. Six to two yep. from three. Jason Tatum with a clutch three-pointer. They did like a kick out to him in the th- for three. Yeah. Kind of sealed the deal. 26 points rim, three of six shooting. And I think this is a pretty interesting move by Brad Stevens having Hart, having Haywood come off the bench. I think it's interesting, but it makes it makes sense. Is that is that the reason there's Jalen Brown is starting over him? Is it because of his he's still trying to bounce back from the injury, or is it because you you want somebody like a lethal player off the bench? I think a little of both because I think that he's still you know you haven't seen him hit like that like forty minute mark, which is like if you're your usage rate is gonna be very high if you're playing forty minutes and guys coming off the type of injury he's coming off normally will never play forty minutes and you know the next season. So, I think it's about his injury, but also, like you said, if you have, you know, that sixth man coming off and, you know, he's an absolute rocket all-star caliber player who's going to go up against the other team's second unit, you're just asking for buckets. And, I mean, he, he shot four for seven, so. It's not a bad move. 28 minutes, 13 points off the bench. Uh, Wesley Matthews probably on the worst turnovers I've ever seen in, in, the, <laughs> in the worst crucial spot. Yes. It was, it was a total malfunction between... All five players on the court for the Pacers. Matthews tossed it over. I want to. I, I can't. I'm now. I'm forgetting who it was. Tossed it right over and just threw it right into the stands. Yeah, that was hard. I can't remember who who last, he was throwing past it to. Final but minute, it was t- a terrible move that kind of almost to seal the deal for the Pacers getting the the fat L. Yeah. Um. He was also s- six points, two of eight shooting. Bondanovich was the only hope for them. It was twenty three points, eight boards, thirty five minutes. That was the re- I I think this series is also done having having what's his name out oh, Old Depot Old Depot yeah. out I'm very I'm still I give the Patriots credit for even getting into the playoffs without Old Depot for without, that long I mean, yeah. Miles Turner is great and definitely and, and, and they have pieces Sabonis is a great player off yeah. the bench and you know, Bogdanovich too is a great great player but I they need their their superstar definitely exactly if they had their superstar I think they would have been I, a did, higher seed. Oh, they'd definitely be a higher seed, but even if there was the same matchup, this would be probably one one, yeah, if not two all the other way. I think, would be, yeah, I think, I think that would be like a one one series. The next one one series we're going to talk about: Magic and Raptors. Raptors bounce back after an embarrassing loss yeah. at home. Kawhi went off. Kawhi went off, thirty seven points, and Kyle Lowry actually had more points than us. <laughs> Finally, come well, on. We tied. We we had both. <laughs> we all had zero points after game one. He actually showed up. He had twenty two points. Played thirty eight minutes. Vucevic had a rough night. Six points. Three of eight shooting. For for a guy like Kyle Lowry, how, if I'm Kyle Lowry, and I score zero points, how does that? How do you how do you come off of that? Like you go zero points in the first game of the playoffs at home, especially for being an All Star caliber player. Absolutely, you're versing a. This is a seven seed. You're yeah. versing a seven seed team. The Raptors have been all year have been a legitimate candidate to go to the NBA Finals. Oh, they definitely Eastern Conference Finals. Absolutely, and NBA then you finals, have yeah. you, you. You're like fuck. I just went. I had zero points. I I didn't make a shot. I mean, when he made his first shot in Game Two, crowd went bonkers. Yeah, everyone was going wild. Yeah. So it's now. What happens if you didn't? If I think if you went zero for Game Two. Oh jeez, I mean, if he's still putting up assists and rebounds, I get it. But that night he had zero points. I think he had like five assists, four rebounds, something light. 
Still, man, you got to score your premier sc- point scoring point guard. No, that's true. I mean, they do have a lot of other weapons, but it's Kyle Lowry, all-star caliber player. You got to put ball in the hoop. It's that, it's that simple. Next series, Spurs and Nuggets. There's a game going on right now. Yep. It is a 50-41 Denver lead with five minutes to go in the second quarter. This series started 1-1. DeRozan, 31 points last night. This is game two we're talking about. 31 points, 11 of 19 shooting. LaMarcus Aldridge, 24 points, 8 rebounds. Jokic almost turned a triple-double in 39 minutes played. And Jamal Murray stepped up after game one's performance. He scored 24 points in 37 minutes. Do you think this is a toss-up series? I think it is, because especially with Murray, he can get really hot and really cold. So it matters how he's, how he's playing, but then also on the other side, you have DeRozan and Aldridge, who are both all-stars. It's so funny. There's none of the old-school pop guys there. Yep. Duncan's gone. Parker's gone. Ginobili's gone. Danny Green, you're, he's on the Raptors. Yeah. He's gone. I'm trying to think, like, who... I mean, I guess they have, like, spur guys... Like they they have new guys evolving into those roles, but no one from the old classic Spurs team who were around for felt like twenty years. Yeah, for like freaking forever, our, our whole lifetime. Yeah. So I think this is be that's gonna be an interesting series. This next series is bold tape by me. Yes, let's hear it. Done, over. Thunder. Done. You think it's a bad series though? We're talking Thunder Trailblazers. Blazers are up two zero in the series. I think it's. Look, I love watching Damian Lillard play. He had 29 points and was 40 minutes played last night, the night before. This might be a sweep, but I watched both these games, and they were my favorite games of the playoffs I've watched so far, besides the Nets win. I just... Playoff P is at 27 points, 8 rebounds in 41 minutes. He still looks uncomfortable shooting the ball, too. Absolutely. His shoulder's killing him. Westbrook, 14-9-11. and 11. Almost turned triple-double again. It's almost like a walk in a park. Game two, he was just... Once they were down probably like 10, he just started chucking up shots Yeah, that's what happens with Westbrook. Look, I'm a... Westbrook's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I'm a huge fan of his. Look, I advocated for him a couple weeks ago about how his triple-double three years in a row or triple-double was being overlooked. But when... You you see this all the time. When when they're down and Westbrook just starts chucking shit up, and I'm telling chucking where it's just hitting straight glass, not even <laughs> re- not even rim. It's hitting straight glass. It's like me when I'm playing 2K, playing online. I'm down like 20 with You're like four minutes to go. I'm like, all right, time to start shooting through some 40 feet. I really think it's done. I think the series is over. I think the Trailblazers took this took the series. McCall had a great game. Lillard is probably one of my favorite guys to to watch because so many people do not believe. Like he is always that. Guard that's never in the All Star game. Always underrated. Always underrated. Heavily underrated. Heavy underrated. And he just chucks up threes from from like the logo. Yeah, and and I, I think he has so far. I think he has four or five thirty plus foot threes. The thirty foot plus threes, which is ridiculous. And I would like to have a little breaking news. Let's go. Brooklyn End of the third down by seven. Hell yeah, with two point six left in the third. What? Yeah, uh, it's a turnover. That was. And we're going into the fourth quarter, guys. All right, seven points. Down by seven in Brooklyn going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nets win. I'm saying Nets win. Let's the, go. The Nets won. So the Nets won last night. All right, let's continue <laughs> with the playoffs. 
Oh yeah, we got one series left. We do. Yeah, right. One more. Yeah, yeah. Golden State Clippers. Okay, Golden State. I was gonna just talk about how much the playoffs suck, and I was only. Oh, all right. Say, so let's go into the sucking. The playoffs, I think, are just terrible. That's my weird take. I know it's unorthodox because we have, we have ga- some competitive. You want to say competitive one-one series. These these series where it's two zero, like the Bucks Pistons garbage series. Rockets Jazz. I'm not. I'm not interested. I'm really not. I am definitely interested in the Golden State Clippers series, which is one-one, and then this Brooklyn Sixers series. Durant and Beverly going at it. Durant's not worried about him like slowing him down, but he's still in his head. Definitely not even a question. I think so. And Cousins being out probably the rest of the season. I mean, like, yeah. Kerr says it's unlikely. I think it's likely that he's done. What does he have, a torn, torn quad? He's a quad injury. And they said he's not having surgery right now, but I'm pretty sure it's still like a six- to eight-week recovery. Look, he's going he's to try going to like game five of the NBA Finals. He's going to try. Game six, he's going to try getting in there. Yeah. But this, the drama between both these, these two series with the Simmons and then the elbow to Allen in the, in the Brooklyn Sixers series and then this Golden State Clippers series, the Beverly and and Durant going at it. I freaking love it. And the coolest thing about this is, like, everyone didn't see the Clippers. I know, I know everyone didn't see the Clippers or was the the Magic sneaking in or the Pistons. People maybe thought the Pistons might sneak in. Yeah. But like, the Magic, I love how the Magic snuck in. I think that's awesome. But, like, the Clippers trade everybody away. They opened up two max slots for next year. Yeah. I know Chris Paul was a couple seasons ago. DeAndre Jordan, gone. Blake Griffin, gone after last yep. season, which was a complete shock to everybody. Oh, yeah. You, who, the, else, the, um, you, who else? Left? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, gone. Everyone thought, trade line, they're done. They're not making the playoffs. It's yep. rebuilding time. You're telling me Daniil Gallinari, shout out former Nick, great. <laughs> and then you have Patrick Beverly. Who else is on that team? That's you got just, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander out of Kentucky as a guard. You have Montrezl Harrell yeah. out of Louisville. These are just names that... Not many it's, people... it's all like second and third year guys. Basically that entire right. team. Average average fan wouldn't know a fucking player on that team. No, no, definitely not. Absolutely not. You ask who's on the Clippers, someone's probably still saying Chris Paul. Fuck. <laughs> Absolutely. Blake Griffin. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Someone said Eric Bledsoe is pretty funny. That's a long time. Oh, ago. that's a long, long time ago. Yeah. Oh, Bledsoe, yeah. What was it, like six, seven years ago, maybe. They're definitely, definitely, at least that far. Because he went from the that them to the Suns, then to the Bucks. Yep. He's bouncing around. He's bouncing around. So, uh, do you think my take is a little harsh? I all right. We were talking about this pre-show, and I thought it was ho- I thought it was too harsh because I was like, all right, there's five good series, but after we talked about it. There's not five good series, in my opinion. There's five good matchups. So, like, Portland OKC. Oh, going Most, into it, the matchup, you look at it, it's like, damn, that looks good. That's what I mean. But, but just sucks. The series sucks. But just w- watching Dame and Russ go back and forth the entire game, just jawing at each other, going at each other. I guess if you look at it that way, the match. Do you, you see that pick that Steven Adams set on Dame? No. So, it was the end of the game. Uh, maybe not the end. Maybe, like, third quarter. Uh, OKC's pushing it up. 
Steven Adams goes to set a pick at like the top of the three-point line, and Lillard's big doesn't call it out. He gets flattened, absolutely flattened. So he gets up, He's and then uh, I think the Blazers get the ball back. They go down, go to the free-throw line. Lillard and Adams stand next to each other on the free-throw line. They're going at it, jawing at it the whole time. Lillard gets checked out. Another big man comes in. And Adams and the big man were still going back and forth. And then after Adams gave a little interview after the game, he was like, I told him that that's your big's fault. Tell tell your big to call out the picks and you won't get crushed. So you're digging more of the matchups than the games. Exactly. So like Portland OKC, sick matchup. I love seeing the players that there's like a lot of tenacity and a lot of hate you can kind of see there, but Russ and PG can't shoot. So that makes it not a series, but a matchup for me. Obviously, Dame's electric. There's a lot of shit talking. And then, the let me see. Houston-Utah, series, done. Milwaukee-Detroit, done. Boston-Indiana, done. Everything else, I'm still interested in. All right. Well, there's there's games going on. This Brooklyn series, the, the game is it's still an eight-point game. The fourth quarter just started. Uh, we have the Denver game. It's 54 54- 54. Oh, okay. 212 left in the second quarter. If you want to watch that's on NBA TV. Um, <laughs> let's transfer over to some baseball. Yes. Tim Anderson, Chicago White Sox shortstop, been there quite a long time now, probably four or five seasons. Just starting to hit a bunch of home runs the past couple of seasons. Kid, kid loves to show us his emotions on his sleeve, which is yeah. okay. You know what? It's the new kind of baseball, right? Definitely. Absolutely demolishes <laughs> Mitch Keller's fastball to the left seats, left field seats at home in he Chicago. He crushed the hell out of that ball. And I'm telling you, like, look, guys, pimp jobs are cool. I love pimping the pimping it. Love bat flips. Wasn't a flip. You got tossed. The, tossed. He like threw it like ag- he aggressively threw it. He hit it right, <laughs> put his hand on the top of the bat and tossed it. Yeah, threw it, and then he kind of like walked backwards for a second, turned around. You could see like he was saying something to uh, Maldonado. Yes, and then the pitcher was like watching him around the bases. Then Tim Anderson goes in the dugout, getting all high fives, wears his chain, big ass silver chain. Yep. With the White Sox logo on it, pretty cool shit. It's like I guess like the new turnover chain. Yeah, that's what I thought when I saw home it. Right? Run home run, the home run chain, exactly. And then his next at bat gets plunked right in the ass. Oh yeah. And Al- Maldonado's like, you know, like talking to him, kind of yep. back, like you know, he got Maldonado got straight up, he got up right away. Yeah, I mean, if you remember back to last year, there was a uh, issue between Anderson and Salvador Perez. Right, because he, I think Anderson pimped it again. Yep. Right. So there's a little history. Definitely. And then he, Anderson's telling him, like, all right, I see what it is. And then it, the bench is clear. No punching at all. Yeah. But then you have Renteria. <laughs> oh, and bro, that was awesome. Get in, not yet, Ned Yost, excuse me. Oh, uh, the, uh, like, a uh, bench coach, right? No, it, no, it is Ned Yost, excuse me. I know Ned, Ned Yost, Yost, but I saw another coach yelling at him, too. I don't know his name, though. I don't know the other coach, probably a bench coach. But it was Renteria, the White Sox coach. Yep. And then And then Ned Yost, the Royals coach, going at it because Renteria was telling his players, the Royals players, <laughs> to get in the dugout. Yeah. Ned's like, you don't talk to my guys like that. I'll tell them to go. Fair enough. Fair enough. They go at it. I love when the when the managers go at it. Oh, They're yeah. into it, yelling at each other. That's what I love. And there's so many people, old school baseball people, getting butthurt over this. <laughs> the pimp jobs. 
you had a bunch of guys calling out and saying stuff, including our boy, who hopefully we ever ever get him on the podcast, Marcus Stroman. Read my mind, Taylor. Read your mind, dude. He went on, gave his spiel about this is the new era of baseball, man. He Look, pim- I mean, he pimps out his strikeouts. He's even in the playing field, right? Absolutely. He's shimmying. He's leaping. He's jumping. Exactly. I saw I saw one video of him. He got a strikeout just off the mound. Did like a little skip off little the mound. Skip. He shimmies a little bit. Yeah. That's Guess what? That's it. You got to do it. If one person can do it, then the other person can do it as well. Exactly. And the new pitching stuff is like is different because that's the pitching etiquette has never really been there. Or it's always been there. Excuse me, where the pitchers never really showboated, uh, like like the hitters. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's sure. guys that would would like, like Fernando Rodney comes to my mind right away. Right. If I think like a pitcher like showboating or something Doing along the those arrow, lines. Right. Exactly. I would say. Um, oh, but my. also that's at the end of the game when the game's over, not like mid game. Right. It's still mid-game. going on. I'm like forgetting this one closer, F- Fernando. Oh my god, the big fat motherfucker just would he would like scream and shit. He's close for like the Tigers and D-backs. I know who exactly. Ah, uh... uh, look at him. Just just keep talking about this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of this guy's name, but I have no absolutely no idea. So yeah, bench is cleared. Uh, uh, people got ejected, right? There were definitely some ejections. I don't think anybody got ejected. Really? Yeah. I thought people got tossed. I don't know why. But me personally, I don't think he went too far with the bat I don't flip. Think so I think that's kind of it is what it is. You look at every single sport now. I mean, you you know, NFL just opened it up to basically players can celebrate however the hell they want to as long as it's not like demeaning to anyone in any way. But then you have NHL, they can do whatever the hell. They've always been able to do whatever they want. But it, that was kind of like a hockey etiquette thing. And then basketball, you you see guys, you see Harden breaking someone's ankles and then shimmying. Right. So it's just evolving through sports, and now baseball. It finally hit that, 2019. Jose Valverde. Oh, yes. Where he would, like, scream and spank his glove and hit his glove and absolutely go bonkers. Yeah. Right? You have him, and, and you have Rodney. Even Think about it. Even CeCe. Yeah, he, he gets a, a big strikeout. He'll get, a, he'll get a fist pump in that. He'll Jabba scream Chamberlain. a little. Oh. God, That's what I mean. Scream. So it's always been here. It's just evolving. So now, like... What happens if the bat flips are in the 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 whatever the shimmy or the 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 fist pump or the glove like you know like they 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 swing the glove up like you know like get off my plate yeah kind of thing. yeah yeah like they strike him out and it's like yeah. on to the next one yeah what yeah. happens if it's a, you're down by like six in the ninth inning I mean you just look a moron like any other sport right, looks like a dickhead. Right? Exactly. Like you have someone, you're down 30 points, you score a touchdown, and you start breaking out into dance. Right. You just look like a moron. Right. Now, does the next time you get to the plate, are they going to plunk you? I mean, I would. If you're up six. Now, so like yeah, it's, oh, definitely. If I'm up, up six, seven, nothing, and you freaking pimp job. And yeah, there's no runners on or anything. Yeah, you're getting drilled. Now, like Derek Dekrich pimp job the other day. Yep. That is by far. A lot more worse than what Tim Anderson did. He absolutely he kicked his. I mean, Dickrich pimped it, and he stared at it. He stared at it, and and, and didn't move. I mean, that's 
I, that's, that's a lot that's worse than sports nowadays, though. But I love it, dude. I freaking love it. Yeah, I love I'm in. I'm in jobs. on it. I can't hate it. No, because honestly, if I think about it, if I was like them doing what they're doing, and I, you know, hit a home run or struck someone out, I'd be just as hyped. To be honest, I feel like mostly anybody would. Absolutely. If you're not, that either means you're an absolute stud, and like you know, you can strike everyone out. You have, you don't have any emotion, or you're just too like cognizant of yourself. I want certain guys to get a little more motion. Like, I want Aaron Judge to, like, pimp one. He doesn't pimp one. He looks at it for maybe a tenth of a second, puts his head down, and starts running. Yeah. I want, I want like, like, Bregman watches his home runs. Trout's starting to, Trout's starting to flip the bat a little bit. He's now. getting that money, man. Well, yeah, I got $430 million. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Another guy who just got some bills. Is Oakland A's designated hitter, home run hitter, Chris Davis. We're a big Chris Davis podcast, if you can't tell from our last three podcasts. Yes, we're talking about <laughs> the Chris two, Chris Davis twice in Baltimore, now the one in Oakland. He signs a two-year, $33.5 million extension. This guy, unfortunately, he's playing for a team that doesn't have a ton of money. No, definitely not. If he played in a big market, this guy would have got a bigger extension, longer term. Definitely, so definitely. Since, since 2018, the entire MLB. 2016. 2016. Davis is ranked first in home runs with 143, second in RBIs with 355, and fourth in extra base hits with 228. Davis at 31 is batting, has a batting average of 260 with a major league leading 10 home runs this season. Also has 20 RBIs. You got to think, he leads the league in home runs since 2016. How many amazing hitters of uh, power hitters? There's Aaron, been a ton. Arenado, Harper, Trout, Judge. I mean, Judge was, you know, only two years in, but he still has a ton of home runs. Stanton. Yeah, I mean, Davis had, what, three seasons, 40 home runs? Yeah. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. I mean, and when he had that first season, I was like, there's no way that, one, this guy can keep this up, and two, he's not on steroids. Well, he played for Milwaukee, and he had about 25 home That's what I mean. He was never 40-plus. Right, and then he and then they didn't re-sign him, and then yep. the Oakland picked him up. Oakland seems to find these players over the years. They had Donaldson, they drafted him. You know, Donaldson was a catcher before third base. I did not know that. He played just about everyone in the infield, played a little second. Not in the not in the major leagues, like minor leagues, but yeah, yeah. he played major league games as a catcher before going to third, and they moved him to third base. Wow! And then never left. That's pretty cool. So if you need like an emergency, emergency, emergency catcher from the Braves, <laughs> throw Donnie out there. Throw Donnie out there. Yankees recap: Yankees oh take boy. a two-game sweep against the the rival Red Sox at home. Game Hell one, yeah. Paxton shut it down with twelve strikeouts, eight innings. I love it. Shutout ball, won eight nothing. Chris Sale. Oh, he got rocked. Four with his ear raised around like eight thirty. It's not looking hot. He said that you know I need to fucking step it up. It's kind of almost a quote. He almost he said he is not looking good. The team is not looking good. Game two comes around. Guardy goes yardy hey, with the John grand Sterling. slam. I know it was. I call. Well, what's your, like your favorite call from oh, Sterling? Before I tell you my favorite, um, all right, you my favorite, Mark Teixeira. Mark Teixeira. Te- Text bomb. Sets a text message. Oh, text message, that's it. Yes. Text message. I think but, uh, for a, a, an A-bomb for A-Rod is my that's favorite. That's a good one, too. I heard one. Um, Mike Mike Talkman, the sock man. That's the worst one of all time. What? The worst one. Where do you come up with that? Don't know. Does he wear his socks high? Yeah, he did wear, we did wear them. 
I guess you. I that, but that's what I mean. That's like really, really reaching. Where like you know, a, a dozen other guys on the team where their stock's high. Like El Capitan for Jeter was always good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hideki Matsu was the Godzilla. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I think now. he said Godzilla in the Thriller or something like that. I don't remember. I can't remember. I, honestly, I don't listen to too much like radio Yankees. Oh, I, I, listen, I, listen. I listen to Sterling all the time. Really? I'm to hear. I can't. I can't stand Susan Waldman. You know, John. <laughs> I just can't stand. It's it. like this is Susan Waldman. It's like, you know, John. If Aaron Judge strikes out here, the game is over. Thank you, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna have you narrate the next game I watch, just going back and forth between those Thank two. Thank you, Susan. <laughs> I used to have a really good Susan Waldman. It was really, really going on like a couple of years ago. I used to do it all the time. That back and forth was good though. I used to do it. I used to when I was on the bench. Lol. When I was oh. on the bench at my games, I would like broadcast some of the games, <laughs> That's like, awesome. in the, in the, well, like as we're going. And I, would I just, love it. I would be really funny. Uh, Yankees, though, it's two games sweep. They're looking good. Red Sox not looking too hot. And one of our favorite guys, Jared Carabas, hopefully we got one of the pods soon. He said his his Section Ten podcast he has. He said I'm changing it to Suns Out Guns Out Phoenix Suns podcast. And the only way I'll change it back is when the Red Sox are either over 500 or they or they win a series. That's scary. But the Red Sox haven't won a series yet. Yeah, that's not good. Well, good for good for us as Yankees good for, fans. Good for but the Yankees. Not good for them. Also, Yankees lost yesterday. Unfortunately, yesterday as in today when we were recording. Yes. But um, yeah, they got beat by the Royals. Not a good loss. Staying in the AL East. Tampa Bay Rays, ace, Cyan War winner, Blake Snell. Stud. Stud. On my fantasy team. Oh, that's not good. Not good for me. Because Snell fractured his toe yesterday when he stepped out of his shower as he attempted to move this this like granite pole item. I don't even know what he called it. It just says granite item. Yeah, that's what the quote from the an article we read. He called out he called the the decision really dumb. So he went out. He's, this is a quote by him. It's like a three-piece set, and this pole that comes out two and a half, three feet, went to move it. I lifted it up, and it wasn't glued to the pole, and the pole came crushing down. So did it the, the crash on his toe? I guess so. Yeah, it's just crushing down. Whoever wrote this article is an idiot. It's just it's just crashing down. Or I guess Blake <laughs> Snell's illiterate, I guess. I don't know. One of those two. I don't know. But that's that's a big. I mean, he, supposedly it's gonna be like a one week thing. He's not gonna be out too long. Yeah, maybe one or two weeks. So it's like a start, maybe t- or two starts. Yep. Rays are freaking killing it. Can we not sleep on the Rays anymore? They're fourteen and four. I mean, after last season, I don't think ninety one team. That's what I mean. Season. I don't think you can sleep on them. And Glass now, Tyler Glass now is like an under one ERA. They they got Charlie Morton in the off season. Austin Meadows is like is looking like he's a freaking all star outfielder for them. It's looking pretty, pretty good. And the Rays are 14-4. Six-game lead over the Yankees are 8-10. Red Sox are down the bottom, 6-13. They're three of their last 10. With 18 games, almost 20 games in, what can you take away from the Yankees right now and how they're doing? They're 8-10. They're just broken. They're broken. Everyone's broken. So, like... I'm not panicking. I'll give it a little while. We had Mike Ford DH today. He got called up. 
I thought he was going to yoke one. He's a big boy. That's what I mean. I just so saw him getting up there. Dude. I was like. He walked. He had to, I think he had to walk his parents yeah. there and stuff like that. But, like, we have Mike Ford in the lineup. Exactly. Giovanni Good defensive third baseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went from the Indians. Oh, that, that web gem he had that night. The other day Oof. was awesome. But you, you want your guys back. And there's a report DD came out and said, I'm feeling pretty well. Yeah, Boone better. said he was hitting in the cage, right? Yeah. He's, that, he's more of like an all-star break. Middle season kind of yeah, thing. Gotta, yeah, got to come back. But it's it's only 20 games. Now, like we said before, do we start worrying when they're... When, if, you're the, if you're a Red Sox fan, when do you start worrying? Um, Honestly, I would probably start... When the Orioles are over you and then in the standings? Yeah, that's not good. I think everyone's... I mean, we're only 20 games in, so yeah. there's not any huge leads or anything. Like No one's like 10 games back or anything crazy but like that. But you have guys that are not playing well. Like Chris Sale's 0-4. No, nah, he's just... Betts is Mendoza line right now. Yeah. And Bedroyd just got hurt again, so he's not playing well. There's The only guy that's really playing well is like J.D. Martinez, if you want to say that. Nobody's clicking. Not at all. They picked up San Leon from the minor leagues yesterday. Oh boy! It's they're trying to they're trying to find something. Like when it, when is Alex Cora going to make some sort of change? Maybe it's, maybe at the end of May if they're still in third place, fourth place, last place. Yeah, something's got to happen for the Red Sox for sure. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully they keep it like that. Yes. I wouldn't mind that. Islanders baby. Ah, uh, Islanders baby. Islanders baby. They get the four game sweep. They beat the. Your Penguins at home in pit. What yep. do you have to say about this series? Nobody saw this coming whatsoever. The Penguins getting the Penguins. Getting, I thought it was gonna be a good series, but no one saw four games sweep. Definitely not. Definitely not. Now these are these are the Penguins from like three or four years ago, where they were in the Stanley Cup every single year and winning Stanley Cup. But they were, no one was seeing a four game sweep. I mean, when you have superstars like household names, Crosby, Malk, and Kessel. I mean, I can go, you know, on and on. Latang, no one saw this coming. Penguins, they kind of seemed like f- just flat the entire year. They didn't have that one up, you know, uptick where they were like, all right. Usually they'll get hot right before playoffs, right. and then they'll go and kill them. Like two years ago when they won, they were, they had like a four or five game winning streak going in, and they were just demolishing everyone. But this season it was just, they were just flat. And Islanders came to play. Obviously they were, you know, pumped up by playing at the Coliseum. And Absolutely. also had the chip on their shoulder of losing Johnny T. Uh, they were the better team. What are you going to do? And, I mean, this doesn't really make sense, but the Islanders are my second favorite team. Kind of conflicting. You've, you've mentioned that. But I don't hate the Islanders. It's not like if Penguins and Rangers were playing and the Rangers swept the Penguins, you're I would be having a conniption living. right now. I'd be you're freaking living. out. Oh, yeah, I'd be living. But, like, Islanders, I respect the Islanders. Obviously, I have friends who are Islanders fans. My Dad, diehard Islander fan. My grandpa loves the Islanders. So I can't hate the Islanders. One thing I do hate, the go. bandwagon Islanders fans. They explain, can all go, explain. fuck off. Oh. So after the Islanders won, uh, not wah, even, wah, wah, wah. Not e- yes, not even after they won the series. After like game one and game two, go hop on Twitter to do my, you know, usual just scrolling and refresh. And I see people who I've never even seen talk about hockey. Oh, boy. Tweeting out, Islanders, blah, retweets, retweets. Islanders, best, oh, we're back. No. Bandwagon fan. So just the, that's, it just gets me. And honestly, this might just be like my hockey stand coming out where like, 
NHL fans are, I for whatever reason, very protective of the sport. And it shouldn't be that way. You should be wanting the people to come into the sport. But just seeing bandwagon fans who I know gave two shits about hockey, who gave no shits about hockey three months ago, acting like they're, they've been you know Islanders fans since 2000, it just irks me a little. But shout out to the real fans out there. My dad, my grandpa, Rick, Frank, Carp. Absolutely. Respect. Respect. Oh, only respect. Talker. Talk fans. exactly. That's what I mean. The real Anders fans, they Absolutely. know. They know who they are. I know who they are. Yes. All the fake ones. Get off my timeline. You you feel better now? I feel much better. I've been I've been waiting to get that out. Well, uh Ovi <laughs> felt pretty good the other night <laughs> oh, knocking that oh, motherfucker yeah. out <laughs> cold. Andre Sveshnikov. He is this young nineteen year old, young blood and trying to get in to fight at a legend. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know, man. Like what are you doing? He felt he felt a little hot. He's like, I'm in the playoffs. I'm 19. I mean, he had, I think he had three points in two games, three points in three games. Dude, he's feeling cocky. Blood's running through his veins. He's like, dude, I am at the top of the world. Let me just go fight a legend. If I knock Ovi on his ass. Oh, if, if the fight went the other way around. Holy shit. Yeah. The momentum is swung. Yep. Into their favor. Carolina but, did win tonight. Yeah, but this guy is. Uh, he's out. He, got, he was knocked out, and he's knocked and out he, of the series. But he was like knocked out in a sense where like he was on the ground, cold, and then he was hand, like he was limp. You, when you see the arms just go like limp and kind of like lock uh, up, that's when, that's when you know it's over. We got the breaking news the night like the last podcast. We saw the video live, but yeah, now, yeah. now all this new information is coming out. Yeah, so Ovechkin knocked out Sveshnikov three straight rights, and obviously Sveshnikov did, did not return to the game after he barely could get off the ice with help of teammates. Hurricanes rode that momentum somehow after he got his ass whooped and won 5 nothing. So now I think the Canes are up 2-1 in the series. But the tension did not end after the game ended. Uh, the Hurricanes coach, Rod Brindamore, great player for the Hurricanes, long time. He, uh, he said the fight made him sick. And Sveshnikov's older brother, Evgeny, who plays in the Red Wings organization, went a little more hard with it. He basically sent a threat to Ovechkin through his Instagram story. Saying one two, Freddie's coming for you, and then tagged Ovechkin. Does this guy man. want his entire family to get their ass beat by Ovechkin? He's asking for it. Yeah, but it's like these two two Russians going at each other. You know, I love it. it. Nothing see, better than a Russian right, hockey fight. I love it. They're gonna get like they're get super hammered and they're gonna go fight each other. And Ovechkin's <laughs> gonna kill everybody. So, what would you rather face, o- sober Ovechkin or like drunk Ovechkin? Ovechkin. Honestly, I don't think you could pay me enough to like get on the ice and go toe to toe with him. Right? Him, like him, Malkin, they're just like right. Right when I hear them, them two, Russians, both big dudes. Big dudes. I would not want to fight either of them. But obviously, Ovechkin never doesn't fight too much. He fought a little more in the earlier stages of his career. But I think now he shows like, yeah, I'll put up fifty goals and I'll whoop you. So don't mess with him. No, don't. It was it was pretty funny though to see this kid had so much balls to go up there and fight him. I honestly props. Oh oh yeah, give, right? I'll give the guy props. Uh, oh yes, you're 19 years old. You're you're flying. You're feeling you're feeling a little skippy in your in your step, feeling like hot shit. He's feeling himself, yeah. And guess what? He came right back down down to earth and legit yeah. and legit down <laughs> to earth. Yes. Back was it was it, was it was face first or no? He was on his back, right on the ice. So. Uh, shout out to that guy. 
Yes. Andre Sveshnikov. Sveshnikov. And Evgeny Sveshnikov, you're next. Well, you want to talk a little the Lightning real quick? Like, yeah, what the hell yeah, happened yeah. with them? Bro, Rangers 2.0. I've been saying it all playoffs. Well, only playoffs for four games long for them, but <laughs> the Rangers 2.0. They took a. I honestly think they have like six or seven guys who played on the Rangers within the last seven or eight years. And how's, how's that been going for the Rangers? Not good. They lost the Stanley Cup final. Besides that, that was about it for them. But this was their year. They tied for the best. Re- they won 62 of the 82 games. Yeah. I mean, they, they clinched it with like a month left. Incredible. And I think they had one stretch where like they lost one game in December, two games in January, and two games in February. Something ridiculous like that. No losing streaks like this. You don't, you didn't see, they didn't see lose, long losing streaks. And they got their ass kicked by Columbus. Yeah. Four game sweep. I mean, it's not like Columbus is a horrible team. They're a good no, team. They're a chippy team, is... and their coaches. Like, if I'm picking anyone to give an NHL a pregame speech, it's you Torts. You see his the other day? Yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. He he's he's he ultimate motivator. Even when he was at the Rangers, he was firing and he gets them going. Absolutely. But the fact that you had the best record in the league, tied for the best record of all time. And then get swept at home. Embarrassing. Yeah, not good. And then afterwards, they put out a tweet. Honestly, I just felt bad for the social media manager. Yeah, because like it was pretty good tweet though. It, I mean, it was. I think it was a very good tweet. Do you? I'm gonna go look it up real quick. I think it was a very good tweet because obviously there's like restrictions. Because like, oh, I imagine what they wanted to just say is. Fuck. Fuck. Like, oh my god, you got to be fucking crazy. Yeah, exactly. But obviously with the restriction the NHL has on team social medias and also the teams probably have on their social media coordinators, he said this. I think it was very well put for, you know, what you could say after such like a defeating series. Absolutely. And I'm trying to find it now. We're working on it. Research team, hop on that over there. I am. I mean, like the the fact it just is really embarrassing. Like they have to be like the Virginia Cavalier team. I mean, honestly, that's the only way they can redeem this is if they come back and win it next year, which is crazy. But hold on, I got the tweet somewhere. Found it. You got it. All right, hit me. Forty-two thousand likes. Sheesh. All right, we don't have any words, and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand you're angry, you're frustrated, you're saddened, your sadness. Everything you've, you're feeling, we get it. This isn't the ending we imagined, and certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. Honestly, that's about as graceful as you can that is the put thing. what they're probably feeling. Absolutely. Very professional. What they really wanted to say was, sorry we fucked up. I know you're pissed. Not the way we wanted to go. Next year's ours. Something like that. Yeah. With like a gif of like the guy, the, guy, the dog that says like, I'm fine with a fire in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that That's that's the lightning right now, honestly. Honestly. So, but for going on to the next round, Isles and Columbus, both crazy upsets, sweep upsets. Rest or rust? What do you think? What are you about? Would like you personally? Hockey, obviously, it's a contact sport. So in theory, more rest is better, especially for the Islanders. They got a couple guys banged up. So you're, you're telling me you're you're gonna be you're willing to rest? 
Like some of your best guys? No, no, I'm just saying, like, so they're not going to play until, I'm pretty sure it's next Friday is when round two starts. So they got, like, a week of just sitting around oh, of I not th- playing. I don't think you'll pra- – you shouldn't practice, like, the next three days. So you're about rest? Yeah. Okay. I would, because say, like for I would the, say rest for the weekend. For the Islanders, I think having this period off until the next round is good. It's going to let their guys get healthy. Boychuk, uh, I, you know, got hurt in, uh, I believe, game four. So he's going to need to get better. But for Columbus, I think rust. For a team like that, when you pull off an insane upset, probably one of the craziest in playoff history, right? you got to keep going. you got to stay hot. Because they could, they're going to sit around for a week, and you know what? They might get rusty and might lose that fire. It's going to be very interesting to see. Quick update. Nets are down 127-110 with about two-something to go. No. Yeah. I looked like I looked at the screen like four minutes ago, and it was a seven-point game. Not looking good. Damn dude. it. Not looking good. Without Embiid, it's not good. Simmons is probably having a good game. I don't even know what his stat line is. But let's jump right into a man that's got – Paid big time. Oh, yeah. Russell Wilson got paid. We were talking about last episode how there was a weird negotiations weren't working out. Rumored he was coming to the Tyron Giants. Tyron Matthews said, like, we're going to the Giants, which was the dumbest take just to stir up some controversy. So the deal is four years, $140 million, full no trade clause. Pay me up. He said the Show trade clause me is what the money is what kept him there, like what locked it in. Now, like this is a guy that risks his freaking life every game. I know all the quarterbacks do, but this guy's do it does the most. Like him and Rogers do it the most. Definitely just getting out of the pocket, uh, everything from rolling out to make a pass to trying to run down field twenty yards, creating a play, and the yeah. guy gets trucked all the time. Great fantasy quarterback. Oh, definitely. He, sh- he like he'll he'll be like inconsistent sometimes, but when he shows it, he's giving you some solid points. He's not having Dak Prescott kind of fantasy numbers. Fuck yeah, Dak Prescott's like <laughs> probably a touchdown, a pick in like 170 yards. That's exactly what I was Gives thinking. You nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Russell but, Wilson, two times those numbers. Absolutely, giving me 300 yards all the time. It made rushing for 100. Yeah. Russell Wilson, though, very awkward. He's been very awkward basically his whole career, talking. To people, his clothes. He seems like a nice guy. There's just like he's just a very nice guy, but he is he is the guy that's the quirky dorky guy on the on, on yes, the squad. Definitely, he is always dressing up in weird outfits, like dad outfits. Oh, he fully embraces that dad role. Yeah, he's just awkward fella, but he he's married to a gorgeous woman. Smoke, smoke show, very very popular recording artist Sierra. Everyone knows the relationship. Everyone knows her past was dating and as a kid with Future. 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 So Russell Wilson announces, you know, it came out to the press first, but then he, I think he went on, he went on Instagram, put a video on his gram. Fucking weird. He's in bed, probably post-sex. Definitely with, post-sex. Are you kidding me? Definitely post-sex <laughs> with Sierra. Sierra's under the covers. You see, you see Russell Wilson with the chains on. Buzz down. <laughs> Buzz down, Tatiana. <laughs> and he's he's just like, yeah, staying. Go Hawks. She's like, go Hawks, go Hawks. Staying in. 
Bro, that was the biggest flex. You had to do this. Weirdest thing. I saw his teammates like reenacted it. It was the Oh, did they really? I didn't see that. It was like a lineman, I think it was. Like reenacted. It was hilarious. That's hysterical. But like what kind of like flex are you trying to do? We get it. Your wife's hot. (laughs) And I I think he was like skeptical because everyone thought like Russell Wilson doesn't have sex, which I think was like a a I mean, he, he said he was waiting till marriage. I mean, they got married already. Yeah, but. they got married already, but I think people still think he doesn't have sex with his wife. Yeah, no, no, no. He's he's going full Tim Tebow over there. Yeah, and Sierra's freaking hot. But is this yeah. like, you guys say congrats on the sex, right? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. That's definitely one of those congrats what, on the sex things. What sex, what kind of sex is beats NFL highest paid player sex? That's that, that's that's what you need. That's, <laughs> Super, that's Super Bowl sex. Super Bowl sex, I guess. You you won the Super Bowl. Like remember who, who uh, Danny Mandola was dating when they won the Super Bowl? Oh, Olivia Culpo. Olivia Culpo. Like, God, you think that was that was probably ridiculous? <laughs> Tom Brady and Giselle just that, that they've done that six times. Oh, you're right. Right. Probably gets better every time. Probably gets better every time. Gronk, Camille, Co- <laughs> oh Camille Costics. Oh my God. God, the, the Patriots just win at everything. Life, girls, and Super Bowls. Yep. Russell Wilson, this was super awkward, but I guess we could just say congrats on the sex and congrats on the contract. Yeah, Real good awkward. for him. He, uh, he deserved that money. Absolutely, definitely deserved it. Other NFL news. NFL schedules out. All the team schedules are out. Let's go. It's, we're, we're sniffing OTAs soon. I can smell OTAs. I can smell training camp. Bro, week two, Jets-Browns is about Ooh! to be freaking lit. At my life, it's going to be great. I mean, you remember when Odell? I mean, they these these guys can see the schedule a couple days early. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. week early. But he tweeted something out. I was like, you know what? Schedule looking fishy, looking good. Everyone thought it was gonna be the Giants and Browns at MetLife. Yeah, so many I emotions. They don't play the Giants for the two years. Two, no, the Giants. They play them this this year. They play the Giants this year. Yeah, what the fuck? You don't know all this shit? No, I thought they were just playing the Jets. I thought the Giants. They Giants, skip a year. Giants Jets, November tenth. No, 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 no. Oh, you talking about Giants Browns? Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about Odell's sorry. return. Don't know. I have no idea how that works. God, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure they're playing the Jets and the Giants. I think is next year or two years. Yeah. So let's look at this. We'll, we'll, let's get, let's get into the Giants schedule first. All right. The Giants. Of course. Giants, of course, open up. It feels like every freaking year they open up against the Cowboys. They're gonna open up with a new starting quarterback. Probably not knowing the Giants. Speaking of new quarterbacks, we're going to be talking NFL draft next Thursday. Oh, maybe we'll do a little preview for the preview on Tuesday's episode. And then Friday's episode will be a live. Well, of course, we'll record Thursday and Friday will come out. But Thursday's round one of the draft. We'll give live reaction, our bold reaction. We want, we're just going to wait for number six. The sixth pick better be fucking Haskins. Did you see Gettleman today? So we're not trying. We're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna rush into anything. Best player. Yeah, we're not. Gonna, we're not gonna rush into anything. We're not gonna like try to get our, the best guy, like try to get certain guys. We're gonna just have him get weight. I get just know Taylor. They're gonna draft a defensive player for, and then either reach for a quarter a quarterback at seventeen. I'm about to just go crawl into the loop lock and go for like Drew Lock, live in my Drew pool. Lock or or Jones at seventeen. <laughs> oh my and buy, god! And they're, and they're gonna get like a defensive end. We don't need that. All right, no. Well, we, we have time. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll handle this next We have show. time. All right, so week one, Cowboys. Then we go Ooh, to okay. Bills, Bucks, Redskins. Redskins supposedly have the easiest schedule according to last year's ranking, last year's uh, team schedule. Yep. The 
I don't know how the fuck they do it, but by records and Raiders are the hardest schedule this year. Oh, really? Yeah, which is gonna be hilarious because the Raiders are to lose probably like what? nine or ten Four games. Wins? They're gonna like six and ten. Six and ten. Yeah, I think that's shooting high. You think six points is high? Hey, I think they got like four or five. I don't know. Antonio Brown's a big, big factor. <laughs> yeah, Guy's a scumbag, but the big, big factor. <laughs> um, so Vikings at home, October sixth. Be a good game to go to. Hell yeah. Patriots game Sunday night, eight twenty. That's week six at at uh in in uh in New England. Cowboys at home Monday night on ESPN eight fifteen. November that's November fourth against the Cowboys. November tenth, Giants Jets. I'm hyped. Murray trying to get tickets with that's the, gonna be awesome with, with the squad. I usually go go with our oh, fans, okay. football squad. This will be our third year in a row. Guess what? You remember what game I went to last year? Q, do you think you remember? Ooh, like what team the Giants played? Jets. We went to a Jet game. Oh, what team the we, Jets we, we, played? We Two years in a row with Jets. We went to Jets-Chiefs first year we started doing this, and the Jets beat the Chiefs. They came back from, like, 20 or something like that. What team What team they played last year? Yeah, well, they played last year. The Ooh. worst sporting event I've ever been to. Ever. Bills? Yeah. I told myself I'm never going to a Jet game again. Because it was that bad? Matt, they won, oh, by, that, they that... won they had 41-14 or something like that. They, oh, the boy. Barkley went off. They picked up Matt Barkley from the fucking street. <laughs> Because we got the tickets before the year started, like yep. right when the draft ended, it was gonna be it was gonna be Josh Allen yeah, versus yeah, Sam yeah. Darnold, and then turn into Josh McCowan, Matt Barkley. <laughs> the Bills <laughs> were a trash. Like Shady McCoy was like non-existent there. There's nobody good on the freaking Jets. Yeah, that was I think I don't know it was Todd Bowles' like last game. I don't I don't even know. Oh wow, I think okay. it was Todd Bowles' last game. I don't even remember. They just got the shit kicked out of them. It was terrible. And the Bills are playing. They're playing the Bills at home week two, which I'm, I will never go see them again. Um, bye week for the New York Giants in week 11. Then it 11. Second half of the year gets kind of tough. We got Bears, Packers, Eagles. Oh, boy. Those are the next three weeks. That ain't good. Dol- and then we finish the year off. Dolphins, Redskins, Eagles. Dolphins, Redskins, Eagles. Okay. Right. Not horrible, but the last like the the, the the from week nine to week fourteen, rough. Cowboys, Jets, Jets are going to be a, a good team this year. Yeah, no, definitely. Cowboys, Jets, bye week, Bears, Packers, Eagles. Next, that's that's five really tough games. Yeah, right there. that's a good. Yeah, that's a strong. Uh, you want to get prediction right now, like of win loss record? Mark this down. I'll, I'll read off the. I'll read off the names quick. Ready? You want to mark down mine? I'll, no, just mark them down. We'll like, we'll like, uh, I, I think, um, for wins. All right, hold, hold on, hold on. We're struggling. Here. Maybe could we do this next episode. All right, a little we'll teaser. Next, we'll a little teaser. We'll do it next. We'll episode. set it up. We'll get a. Uh, maybe we'll do a couple teams. Okay. Jets real fast. Jets week two against the Browns. Jets week three at New England. Good game. They have a bye week in week four. That's way the, too early. That's way too early. Yeah, like that's what I'm. When you said that Giants eleven, is, I was like, okay. That bye week is huge for these guys to just recover. It's really, do, you, do you think it's better to have it like as late as possible or kind of middle like, of the season? I like a bye week. Like where like, the Giants are sitting. I like week ten. Okay. Week eleven. I like that. Right in the right middle. Middle of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the the big games to look out for for the Jets Browns second uh week two 
Patriots week three, bye week week four. Uh, Patriots at home on ESPN week Ooh, seven. Okay. Of course, week uh, week ten, November tenth against the Giants. Raiders come into town for uh, week twelve okay, at home. That'll be a good game. And probably one of the biggest games on the schedule. Steelers come into town. Hell yeah, Le'Veon Bell versus his old squad. Revenge game. I wish it was in New. I wish it was in Pittsburgh. I want that. Everyone yeah. Wants that no one wants it at home. Everyone wants it the Steel City. Everyone wants Le'Veon Bell to run for freaking 160 yards, three touchdowns, one receiving. That would be by 25. wild. That's what the Jets want. That's what Jets Nation wants. The fucking bird, the fucking planes, they want that. Yeah. But they also probably want to win at home, too. Yeah, that's true. Home win wouldn't be bad. Their schedule is is not not too bad. The Browns, dude, the Browns are going to be a good team to watch this year. We'll I'm go, so excited to I'm watch. So them. excited. I mean, you know me, Vegas oh, boy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Odell's our boy. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to them. It's kind of weird to see the Browns being an actual good team, bro. People want players want to go to the Browns now. Isn't that great? that ha- hasn't happened in at least a dozen years? Isn't that great? I love it. Why not? I love right. It too. Especially Cleveland. They yeah. need they need a team. Obviously, they had the Cavs, but LeBron he'll he'll just He'll just leave them whenever he wants. Fuck they they need they need a team like that that they can root for. That's actually good. Absolutely, we got some international games though. I'm hyped about these five games. Four in England. Yep. One in New Mexico. Uh, the Jags are playing. Was this the twentieth year in a row? <laughs> Seems like it, right? Yes. Um, they always play in England in London. Always at Wembley Stadium. Is the is the isn't the owner though? He's not. The, yeah, he he owns. Uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. part of Manchester United who plays at Wembley Stadium. Jesus Christ, the guy has so much. Money. Oh yeah. Oh, what's his name? Uh, he has the weird something Khan. I, I his last name's Khan, but I can't remember his first name. He has the mustache. Yeah, he's yeah. got the mustache. But yeah, so Jags playing at Wembley again. They play London every single year. Own the Jags and then owning a good chunk of Manchester United. Probably make some good penny off that. Which Manchester United is. As a They're just consistently a top five valued sports franchise in the world. Top. Billions of dollars. Yeah. Way to fucking kill it. Probably, I don't even know if he's an oil guy or whatever. <laughs> Probably, right? I right. don't know. What team would you invest oil in tech. if you had money? What team would I invest in? Like, would you go and buy, like, a like a, a small European basketball team? Or would you invest in, like, like if you were, like, the Magic John, when the, when the Dodgers were up for sale and you had a big chunk of me personally i'd rather invest in a smaller worse team in america than a better bigger team away because if i'm investing in a team i would want to like i'd be like courtside every single night i would automatically go for soccer soccer uh, automatically really soccer is the biggest sport I mean, that's the, true the biggest sport and it's just evolving everywhere so if i had the money right, i'd go manchester united i would Ooh. go you know what are other good teams I mean, just talking London, we can go like Juventus, the Italian league. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. Who plays for them? Uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo, and doesn't um. That's talking. So- that's no. That's kicking balls. Okay. Jumbophone. Yeah. That's goalie. Kick, that's kicking balls. <laughs> no, right. actually, we have a kicking balls. We do have kicking later balls. on. Uh, who else? Chiefs, Chargers, only Mexico game. Let's hope they don't fuck it up. Remember uh, last year's remember last year's game where they're, it was, they're playing in the same stadium as last year, but they had the, the stadium show? had the bailout of hosting it. 
yeah. very last minute, like three days before, because the field was just so fucked up. It looked like a tarmac, like you had planes landing on a grass field for a month. It was flooded. It was a mess. Disgusting. Yeah. Mud everywhere. So try not to do that again. I think it's like Estadio Azteca or something like that. It's got a cool name. Ooh. And then Panthers are the only team who have not played outside of the U.S. out of these 10 teams. So it's going to be the first huh. time. You know what? I, I th- They should... Are the Patriots one of these teams or no? Patriots, no, 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 no. They're way too good to be getting sent overseas. Wouldn't you want that, though, if you're in the NFL? Put your best teams over there? Yeah, I but... I, know, I, I guess it's either way. You I think it's kind of like a re- reward thing, too. I, I feel like... I mean, like, I, I, I'm just contradicting what I'm saying, too, because you can put any team out there, right? It'll draw attention, right? It's American football, yeah. Right, it's American football. That's, they're still going to sell at the stadium. There's still going to be fans there wearing Blake every jersey. Playing overseas last year, so yes. it's like I think anybody would draw attention. But if you yeah. have like, you know, Patriots, you know, Ravens, whatever, Patriots, Giants playing, yeah, over there, that would draw a ridiculous amount of, of media coverage. Definitely, this first game, the first international game, Bears at Raiders. I'm excited for that's gonna be a good one. And then we have two 9:30 a.m. Eastern time games. We'll, we'll be up for that. Very hype for those uh, Panthers at Bucks. That's terrible. In Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's terrible. terrible. It's fucking terrible. And then Texans-Jags in Wembley. Uh, look, I mean, the Texans, the Jags could be a brand new team with Nick Foles. I don't know why the Rams signed up to go there. Who are they playing? Bengals. That's a terrible And it's a home game. game. Holy shit. Bengals, Bengals. But, like, why would the Rams accept that? Why are you taking a home game away when you made the Super Bowl last year? Maybe it has something to do with their owners, but I know the NFL gives preference to teams and like says like, "Oh, you want to go this year?" Like some of the crappy teams, they're just like, "You're going." But if you're a good team, they're gonna say like, "You want to play international or no?" Bengals are just a boring team. They're such a yeah, boring team. No, I get that. AJ Green just gets hurt again, definitely. And Andy Dalton, the ginger, just doesn't do (laughs) much anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't make me happy. The Mexico Uh, game is gonna be nice though. Monday Night Football. 815, that, November that's 18th, November 18th, in Mexico, yeah. Chiefs-Chargers. That's a game. That, that's probably the best international game, right? That Absolutely. Best one. Um, Yeah, so that's our that's NFL talk right there. Yeah. Oh, breaking news? Yeah. TJ Oshia, the Caps? Yeah. Out a while. Who quoted that? Out a while? What kind of quote is that? Uh, The coach said. Oh, Jesus. Says Oshia won't be playing for quite some time. That sounds like... Rest of the season. Yeah, definitely rest of the series, if not going on to the future series, if the Cavs can even pull it off and win. That's a, I mean, they still have Backstrom and... Uh, still have Backstrom and Vashkin, a billion guys. But yeah, but Oshie's a good player. Definitely. I mean, remember back uh, in the in the Olympics when they had the shootout against Russia and he went like seven times in a row? Yeah. Clutch player? Exactly. All right, we'll take, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do some... Drama in the building. We're going to do some Who's Man's Kicking Balls Yeah, Bench Player of the Week. We'll come back. All right, we're back. Special segment time. First up, drama in the building. 60 Minutes doing a story on the Golden State Warriors. They interviewed Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala, uh, was it Livingston, and Sean Livingston, KD. And they asked a question about, you know, how how can you not leave this team? It's so good, right? So good. And this is what uh, 
That's what the guys have to say. Serious question. You guys ever wonder, how can I play for another team after going through this? Well, they don't know because they, they're younger. They've got time. But, yeah, when you get older, you don't want to play for nobody else. <laughs> it's not going to get better than this. That's somebody else recruiting me. Look, man, this has got to be the template. <laughs> <laughs> so in that clip, you basically hear Andre Iguodala talking the whole time and Livingston was laughing a little. Curry was laughing a little bit. What you couldn't see was Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson Nothing. No expression on their face. Absolutely nothing coming out of their mouth. Nothing. No, they're definitely not happy they're about shrugging. that. They're They're kind of like shaking it off a little bit. And that video has about 70,000 likes, about 20,000 retweets. Katie and Clay on the move. Katie to New York. Clay to L.A. That's a little drama in the building for you, boys. I hope so, right? I hope so. I mean, it's just so awkward. And Clay Thompson is already awkward to begin with. Oh, definitely. And then you then you have this. It's just super, super weird. And currently the Warriors are up 51-32 with 7.55 to go in the second quarter. And the Nets lost the game tonight by a wide margin. And the Spurs won. So Spurs are up 2-1. Sixers are up 2-1. And Golden State is cruising in Game Three, but that's our drama in the building. Yes, very awkward. I'll go check the check the video out. I retweeted it. Go on our page. We'll, we'll we will all retweet it again. So go check it out. Next segment, new segment on the pod. Goat yeah. recognize goat. MJ talking about Tiger. Washington Post wrote an article saying that Michael Jordan calls Tiger Woods' return the greatest comeback I've ever seen. Guess who said that first? Your boy right here. That is true. That is me. I said it first. You know, as a million people watch this thing. Michael Jordan, cease and desist on that take. Yeah. I'm coming after you, Tiger. <laughs> I'm com- coming after you, Michael. MJ. Think about think if I actually go after Michael Jordan. <laughs> Just send him I would a cease lose, and desist letter. I would lose so fast. Just be like, ah, send me a couple pairs of Jordans. We'll call it even. Yeah, we'll call it even. I don't want any money. Just send me a couple of Jordans. <laughs> like, send me some new stuff that's not even the market yet. Yes. I'll flip it free for more. Couple of uh, Travis Scott Air Jordan ones, Ooh. going for like fifteen hundred right now. Do they really? Yeah. My God, what was, what's the what's the value of it? Like buying like like retail? Yeah, one sixty. The retail ones one hundred and sixty dollars reselling for one thousand five hundred dollars right now. That's a nice positive in your pocket. Yeah, that's a good profit. Pretty positive. Next one, new segment, problematic story of the week. So we're in twenty nineteen. Everyone's getting offended nowadays. Well, you remember the first song we we kind of hinted at was during the during the winter, during the holiday season. Oh, you're right during our Christmas special. Right, baby, What's, it's cold outside. Yeah, very problematic. They were talking about never playing that song again. It's a very catchy song, but it's a little problematic. So we're speaking of this of songs, old school songs. Yankee fans out there know seven inning stretch is coming. Of course. You know, God Bless America's coming. If it's not Kate Smith, it's going to be a singer singing uh, in front of the stage. Like a live, yeah. Live rendition. But old school Kate Smith's rendition of God Bless America's recording comes out every seventh inning stretch. What is very interesting is that the Yankees are suspending it for the time being. They're going to investigate this investigate Kate Smith, who has been dead a long <laughs> fucking time. Uh, there's allegations that of racism against her. So the New York Daily News reported Thursday. Kate Smith died in 1986, by the way. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. 
been a minute. Yeah. It's been a long time. So, New York Daily News reported Thursday that there are conflicting claims that Smith's 1939 song, That's Why Darkness Were Born, Darkies Were Born, excuse Oh, Jesus. Me. God damn, that is terrible. Darkies. That's Why Darkies Were Born. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really problematic. Uh, the song was originally in the 1931 Broadway um, musical called George White's Scandal, and that was considered a, you know, a satire. Okay. So, you know, satire is usually it's a dark comedy. It's just it's meant to be a joke, but it includes a lot of racist language. It was recorded by Kate Smith and also Paul Robson, Robson who was black. So do you think it's problematic? If uh, another African-American recording artist or, or artist or whatever you want to call it back then worked on this satire as well, what do you think? Watch your um, words here. Yeah, watch my answers, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, if they recorded it in 1931. It's a song. It's God Bless America. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, like she may have done some stuff that was questionable, but I'm assuming it was fine at the time. It was a Broadway play. Yeah. But I definitely can see the Yanks kind of getting ahead of that and being like, no, we can. There's a billion different other versions of God Bless America. Right. I mean, they played it on the organ the last two days. Right. That's what just about to say that. But also, snowflakes. So it's very problematic right now. So the Yankees went out and said this nice statement uh, yesterday. So the Yankees have been aware of the recording and has been previously unknown to us and decided to immediately and carefully review this information. The Yankees take social, racial, and cultural insensitivities very seriously. And while no final conclusions have been made, we are earing on the side of sensitivity. So guess what? They're doing the right thing, but I think it's still problematic because of today's day and age. Definitely. So. Kate Smith. Are we canceling Kate Smith? Ooh. I don't know. What do you think? Are we going to cancel Kate Smith, who's been dead a long time? Yeah, she's dead. You canceled. All right. We canceled Kate Smith. It's been almost 33 years. We just canceled Kate Smith. All right. Next slide. Next subject. Canceled. <laughs> Who's man's? Gronk Dents the Lombardi Trophy at Fenway Park a couple weeks ago. Oh, I don't geez. think the, the public knew until now this video came out. Yeah, yesterday, two days ago, story just the came out. The Patriots put out a video of them going to the stadium, having a ball. Gronk, this is like 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 another just add to the list of Gronk's last hurrah as, as a Patriot. Definitely. So the Gronk and about 20 other players were at the Red Sox home opener yeah. to be recognized for their Super Bowl victory, obviously. And Gronk got to throw out the ceremonial first pitch alongside Julian Edelman, Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. and quarterback Stephon Gilmore. Beast. While they're doing some warm-ups. In the back, like, no one could see him. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Gronk squared around to bunt a warm-up pitch from Edelman. Everyone thought he was joking. He did it. He's Gronk. It left a dent in the Lombardi Trophy, about roughly the size of a baseball. If it got hit with a baseball, that makes sense. Uh, and the team might fix it in the future. But for now, they said we're going to keep the dent and tell the story. That is just such a Gronk thing to do. 
I yes, I couldn't picture anything more Gronk than more denting Gronk. the Super Bowl trophy, trying to hit and a baseball. Guess what? Up. If it was anybody else, I would say if it was Brady, Edelman, Gronk, those are the three. Anybody else? Dead. Remember when the Red? Oh God, the Red Sox. Remember when the Red Sox won and uh, the World Series trophy got got hit, and everyone was like freaking out. Yeah. That would be happening right now if this wasn't Gronk. Think if this was like, and Chris Hogan's on the team anymore, but I think it was like Chris Hogan who did this. Anyone, they would be like, oh, this is, you disrespecting yeah. it, blah, blah, blah. But when Gronk does, it's all fun and games. All fun and games. Is that even a who's man's? Or are we going to like congratulate Gronk for this? Uh, this is more of a congratulatory who's man's. All right, so. And hey, who's man's, not. Who's man's? All right, so this is you, Gronk. You are this week's who's, who's man's. man's. All right. We'll turn that positive. All right, kicking balls update. What we got? Let's go. Uh, AS Roma, okay. a team in the Italian uh, Serie A. Serie A? Serie A. We're going to go with one of those. Sure. AS Roma has banned players from taking pictures <laughs> and socializing with Drake. <laughs> so... AS Roma, Italian Stock Club, banned their players from socializing with Drake as it hopes to qualify for a spot in next season's UEFA Championship. They're in fifth place right now. They have to finish top four to yeah. make UEFA Champions League. The winner of that gets 75 mil. Holy crap. So Drake or 75 mil, that's what they're choosing. So uh, Roma went on Twitter and said, all Roma players banned from taking photos with Drake until the end of the season. And they made this announcement... After Monday, like we talked about on Tuesday's show, after PSG lost 5-1 to Lille, their worst loss in 19 years, AS Roma is getting ahead of that and saying, don't take pictures with Drake. Dude, they're actually taking this seriously. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's it's a curse. I mean, I mean he wore the, the, the Maple Leafs, Leafs and they lost. Yeah. Took pictures with a four. This is uh, It already happened four times that he took pictures with international soccer teams and they lost. Was he at the Raptors game one? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question, though. We're gonna have to find that out, dude. If he, if he wore like, if if we we're trying to get merch soon, so that's like a breaking news. We're trying to get merch breaking soon. news. Think we got if, some samples coming. I think if Drake wore like a like a sweatshirt of ours or like a polo or shirt, we'd lose. We just plummet, <laughs> plummet to the ground. <laughs> iTunes, just take us off. Take us off. Uh, please don't do that. No, just don't no do that. that's kicking balls. That is kicking balls. All right, to round off the pod, we're doing something we haven't done in a while, which we're going to be... We'll get back. This will be a, a Friday uh, segment. F- Friday segment. Bench player of the week. Who you got, Liam? I got Clint Frazier. Got it. Obviously, talked about as a Yankee prospect for a long time now. Was concussed a good part of last year. but Almost all of last year. Almost all of last year, honestly, yeah. Now, obviously, the Yankees have a ton of injuries. Clint's getting in the game, call up for AAA. He, in the last four games, so the last game, uh, all the games this week, mm-hmm. hitting 375, six hits, two runs, two ribbies, and a home run. And the main reason I put him in here, he's been wearing custom Nigel Sylvester Jordan 1s. So Jordan won a basketball shoe, but he hooked up with this company from Long Island. Shout out Long Island. Custom cleats. They're awesome. I talked to the guys on Instagram. They're really? pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to him a little. Um, but he, So he wore these custom Jordan 1s. Regular basketball shoes, this company custom cleats, throws uh, some, I guess, like spikes on the bottom, and there you go. You got custom cleats, and they look awesome. They look dirty for anyone like 
the shoe is made to look beat up. So if you see him in it, that's why it's like an off yellow with some scratches. But Clint Frazier, good job this week. My bench player of the week, who is not a bench player anymore. The guy has been called up to be a starter this year. Last year was a bench player. I couldn't really find anyone really interesting, but I found this guy, Austin Meadows, outfielder for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's killing it this year. Betting 349, six homers, 17 driven in. He's eighth in average, tied for fourth in home runs, and third in RBIs. Those are all in the AL rankings um, categories. This guy got traded over in the in the Chris Archer trade along with Tyler Glass now. So it's Glass now and Meadows for Archer, which it was a pretty lopsided trade. I think the Rays definitely won this. Won That's this where I know him from. Yes, he was from the Pirates. Yeah, uh, definitely a awesome trade for them. And Meadows is kicking ass right now. And this, I think he's he's like he's really shocking everybody, including myself. I thought he wasn't gonna be this great. He's killing it. Yeah, and the, he's Rays, on fire. And the Rays are fourteen and four. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Any last words, Liam? That was a great pod. No, great pod. Nice long one. Long one. Any last words? Nothing. Nope. All right, so we will catch everybody on Tuesday. We'll do some NFL schedule recap. We'll talk about the big games to look out for and. I guess we'll talk. We'll talk a little drafts, right? Hell a yeah! Preview, definitely, preview the draft. Definitely. Yeah, we got we got to preview it if we're gonna be like covering it. Basically, absolutely. We'll do a preview of the schedules and we'll do a preview of the draft. Hell yeah! All right, we'll catch everyone on Tuesday. Peace.